0: From High Top of the World, headquarters of Southeastern Fly. This is a Southeastern Fly podcast. Subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, text it to a friend and let them enjoy it too. That's always helpful to get the, get the numbers up. So What are we doing today? First off, if you hear some uh, noise in the background, the dogs are wrestling in the hall in there and they can be a little loud. So if you hear something, my apologies, but getting them to stop is kind of hard. So they enjoy their playtime and it just happens to be right now. I'm off the water today. I've been going the past few days and uh, wow, it's been excellent. Excellent. fish, good as I can remember a, uh, February being so I'm really kind of pumped up about the next few weeks got some trips on the books uh, they're looking good gonna be hitting some low water hopefully hitting some high water although it's been hasn't been raining all that much uh, next later this week I guess we're gonna get some rain so whenever you this releases uh week from now maybe can't remember this episode will, will release so Hopefully, some of that rain that we're supposed to get will be bringing some of the lake levels up and we'll start turning the dams, will start turning loose up some generation. That'd be awesome. I think uh, that'd do nothing but help our uh, streamer game just a little bit, which is what we're kind of focused on. We were out on nymphs the other day, day before last. Just an excellent day. Excellent day. Found a lot of fish, found a couple of really nice. good-sized rainbows. So as you can tell, I'm a little bit pumped up. Uh, hopefully that'll last. I have, I said that at the beginning of this year, it's going to be an excellent year. And so far, so good. Uh, and it's January. January has gone and it's February and uh, still rolling along with that same theme. So first off, uh, after that, first off, I want to thank Gabe uh, for your kind words uh, from last, the uh, last episode, Todd as well. And, and, Just all the people that I see out on the river and uh, in the shops, at the ramps, everywhere. Just everybody's super kind, and I appreciate that. And just thank you for listening. So on this episode, we're going to talk about cleaning gear. And so if you've listened to me before, I don't really try to keep the boat. I do try to keep the boat clean. I do kind of try to keep the gear clean, too. I mean, it's in a boat, so it's not like I'm out there dragging it through the mud or falling down or doing anything like that. But it does from time to time get dirty. And I do, contrary to what some of my friends would tell you, I do clean uh, the gear from time to time. So we had a couple of requests for this one. So we're just going to talk about cleaning gear. And if you listen to episode 73, uh, Staying Warm on the Water, I think Emmy did a really good job of of uh, helping us understand how to clean your your wearables and that sort of thing your gear uh that you wear Your not your not your hardware that sort of cleaning but your your gear that you're going to wear every day your your waiters, your boots your, all that stuff she did an excellent job of walking us through that uh can't thank her enough she's an excellent guest super prepared so if you haven't listened to episode 73 uh staying warm on the water Definitely want to go back and listen to that. My hope is to have someone do a staying cool on the water uh, as well. But what well, we've got, we've got things are stacking up. This is stacking up to be a really good first half of the year for our guests and the information that we're able to to uh, pull out of them and and uh, and have them kind of teach us. To the different things so again if you're uh wanting to clean your wearables definitely go back and listen to emmy's uh podcast number 73 Staying warm on the water that was an excellent episode so uh that's another another thing that we brought to you uh, a couple months ago i think so but today let's talk about cleaning your hardware uh i'm just gonna take this kind of randomly but i'm gonna save the best for last uh which which are lines so don't fast forward through this thing. It's not going to last that long anyway, so you can suffer through it just for just a little while if you have to. But uh, first thing I'm going to talk about is cleaning the rod, which uh, we, get, we did a lot of work on the boat over the last month. I took two months off. The first month was December and didn't do much of anything. Just kind of did the Christmas thing, enjoyed Christmas. Saw a lot of folks that I don't get to see throughout the year because I'm apparently pretty busy from what people tell me. And just took that off the second month of the month of January that I took off, me and some friends got together. Uh, my my son-in-law as well, flipped the boat over uh, in the garage and just redid the bottom, put Wedlander on it, uh, got it all sanded, did all that work. And then we wrapped it in a wrap, which is you'll probably see if you follow us on Instagram, you've already seen it. But anyway, so. I didn't do much of anything but that, and I did go back. After doing some of the sanding that we did, uh, I had to go back and clean some rods and that sort of thing. So as we were doing that, also getting some, definitely getting some requests for this. I thought, well, now's the time to do it since I've actually cleaned a few things so I can remember how to do it. But first off is are your rod eyes, the inside of the eyes. You don't want to get – some people clean them with Vaseline and use chapstick on them. When, it, when it's cold, to try to keep the eyes from icing over and uh, holding the line. And I've been fishing before when it's so cold that the line actually freezes. The eye starts freezing and the line freezes inside the eye. That's how cold it was. Uh, so people use chapstick and that sort of thing. If you're going to do that, remember that that holds grit and dirt and that sort of thing. So you'll want to definitely clean that off uh and just have a really down to a super super fine skim coating over those eyes if you're gonna do that. I don't really recommend it, but uh you definitely take a q-tip and spread it all, uh spread it around the eye just keep going around the inside of the eye where the line goes across and you'll eventually uh see it after you clean it enough even with just a with just a dry q tip it'll start coming off Dark and then it'll get lighter and lighter until you, you know, put a new Q-tip on there and then it's just all white. And, you know, that's when it's clean. That's, that's a lot of work, but it uh, can be worth it. The cork, I uh, I talked to a friend of mine, uh, Gary, that builds fly rods. And I said, what do you, what do you, and he collects antique fly rods. Not necessarily to, to, to use, just, you know, go to act antique store here. Around Middle Tennessee, you're going to find some older fly rods. And I asked him, I said, what do you use to clean the corks with? And he said, uh, soap and water. Okay, yep, seems like a lot of work, but that's doable. If they're really bad, he'll take some some really fine, fine fine-grit sandpaper and just sand that down to where you get down to newer cork. And... One of the other things that I found, and that, that works, but I wouldn't do it on like a newer rod that's just a little dirty. That's on those rods that are 40, 50 years old that haven't been cleaned in 40, 50 years. So, But if you've got one of those, some super light 1,000-grit sandpaper, 1,200-grit, something like that, uh, and just, just keep working it back and forth until you get it uh, to where you like it. But one of the things that we tried was what's called uh, Magic Eraser. And I've got some. It's in the other room in there. I need to go get it so I can read on it a little bit. But Magic Eraser works really good for cleaning those corks. Hold on just a second. I'll go get it. It's a Mr. Clean product. You can get six pads in a box. But the thing that I like about it is 40% less scrubbing. So a little less work, a little more time to do the things that we want to do. Uh, such as tie some new flies for the season so mr clean magic eraser that stuff works pretty good it's 40 percent less scrubbing for it says on the box for everyday messes and fly rod handles so it doesn't say that i'm kidding uh so that's that's a good thing to good thing to use so the rod blank itself is uh is something that you can usually just clean up. Now I've got some flat black blanks that are, you know, unfinished and that sort of thing. And I'm not talking about those. I'm talking, to, and I've got some some that are finished and really finished nice. Some folks use pledge on that. Some people wax that with with like wax car wax. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to clean that, but uh, but the main thing is, is you get it clean. You can just wipe it down honestly with water. It ought to be good enough. But if you really want to take it. Up the next notch, you can you can there's several things on the market that you could get. So that kind of covers the rod. Let's move on to the reel. To me, the reel is probably as important to keep clean as far as your drag and that sort of thing goes. Uh, and getting fish on the drag, you can pretty much unless you're getting some into striper uh around here you can you can pretty much drag about any fish in by hand uh you don't necessarily have to get it on the reel but it's it's pretty cool whenever something like a carp or or a striper or something like that takes takes you into the backing and that sort of thing or just gets you on the reel in general but the reel is fairly important here not not critical and the salt it's critical i mean those fish are uh you never know what you're gonna catch in the salt so uh after you get get in from a day at the salt i just i like to stick it in a bucket of water if i can find one uh or wash it with a hose take the the spool off the reel and wash that real good you don't have to do that as often as fresh in fresh water but uh, if you can get some dawn use some dawn and that'll as they say dawn takes grease out of the way you want to you'll want to remember that because as you clean that and and you soak it in fresh water and clean it and Dawn and do all that stuff and then you'll rinse it off with the water hose and do all that you want to make sure and go back take that spool off and put a little bit of grease between the spool and the reel take the spool off put just a little bit of grease in there of real grease in there between the spool and the reel if you don't what will happen is is that thing will start slipping and it'll slip at just a uh, the worst time but it'll slip and free spool and if that happens then you're definitely going to lose a fish uh and you're going to be very frustrated uh and i i know this because i've done it before so just make sure that you get a little bit of uh, real grease put in there you don't want any free spooling going on whenever you're supposed to have a little bit of drag going on so that's that's important so fly lines uh if i'm honest don't really clean those a ton uh i clean the part that we use and then i don't worry as much about the part that we don't have to use uh if if we're throwing streamers tossing the streamers uh on floating line then i don't really care what's going on in that you know in the part that we don't use when we're nymphing so uh that back it's not in the backing because we don't get in the back we don't not a lot of th- people can can throw all the way into the backing. Although we, that's that's all sexy and all that, but still, we don't. Most people don't do that. But uh, but if we're if we're cleaning line, if I, if I'm if I'm honest here, I clean the first mm, probably ten foot, maybe something like that, uh, and dress it, and then I'll I'll kind of let that dry out a little bit. And this is while I'm on the water. Uh, use some dressing, clean it all, wipe it on a rag, make sure that I've got down into to uh, pass the dirt to where if i run it across that rag. The rag is still clean, so you'll sometimes it takes a little bit. The longer you get your drifts, the longer that lines in the water, the longer that lines in the water, the more dirt collects on that line and the more collects, uh, that collects on that line, the more it gets pulled under, the more it gets pulled under. The uh, the more it affects your drag in a negative way. So try to keep that. Try to keep watching as as the tip gets pulled under. We get these long, super long drifts in the boat, which are really cool. But those st- super long drifts also collect dirt on the line. So we we probably had to clean it a little bit more than the person that's that's uh, wet waiting uh, drifting a a a, uh, a dry or drifting a nymph. So don't think that that uh you have to do it probably as often as we do as we're trying to get those long drifts but uh we'll clean that off with the dressing I'll clean that off with the dressing with a little soft towel uh and uh and then once I've cleaned it enough to where there's no more scum or no more dirt coming off the line then I like to take just a little bit not a lot just a little bit of dry fly floated which is going to collect dirt too, but I like for it to float higher. So therefore, I probably have to do this more than most. But I'll take just a little bit of dry fly floated and put on there, and rub that in, and then take one good s- swipe with the rag again, and uh, and then that floats high. Uh, I'll probably do that two or three times throughout the trip if I have to. Uh, you know, and at the same time, you check for cracks and and uh, in the lines. Um, soft spots in lines, places where you might have, you know, got hung up and somebody pulled that line real hard and maybe put a thin spot uh in the back in the um in the outer cover or, you know, stretched it so much that it's kind of got a bad, you you know what I'm talking about. If you've seen it, if you see it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just a little thin place there. So that floatant does help. Uh, And cleaning it pretty often does help you kind of keep on top of things. If I start seeing those things, definitely cracks. That line's going in the garbage. Uh, Thin spots, depending on where it is, if it's back a little ways, uh, not a huge deal. You'll get thin spots whenever somebody gets hung, and they'll clamp down on the reel, uh, by the reel, and maybe put their finger up there and really start pulling, and they'll kind of drag it across that first eye sometimes, and that'll that'll make that line a little, it'll stretch it right there along that, that uh, I guess that's maybe an apex uh, of an eye or over their finger. And that's where you'll see it. So depending on where it is, a lot of times I'll just toss that. Uh, but if it's way back up in the line and it's still, I can pull and everything's okay. I won't worry about that, that as much, but uh, if it's out to where in the usable area, I'm going to, I'm going to probably change out that reel and then toss that line whenever I get home and respool it. Uh, with new lines so that's that's one of the things that we have to look at. There's a ton of information on the internet about how to clean everything from your your rod to your reel to your line to flies to everything. So you know a little bit of research goes a long way, and you get your own, you know, find your own way of doing it, and um, and if that works for you, fantastic. Show somebody else, show a newbie, uh, somebody that's new that that maybe he's not getting good drifts and. You if you watch them, you'll see their line is you know two foot underwater, and their fly is a you know two foot underwater too. So all this lines coming down with their fly because they're, they have an, they haven't nobody's told them. Maybe if you clean your line, that would probably help. Uh You get a little bit better float, and you get a little bit better drift, and maybe you'll catch a few more fish. So. Yeah, help help somebody out with that. But if you if you got your own way to do it, share that with a friend. Uh, share that with a newbie. Share share that with somebody in the fly shop. Uh, that that's uh that uh, is needing some help. Uh, that's you know pay it. What is it? Pay it forward. So the last thing uh, that I want to talk about is uh, is flies. Uh, and we talked uh, on the last episode with Annie Janoski about saltwater flies and how he cleans them uh and how some of the salt if you don't clean them right away the hooks almost it just seems like it it'll find a way to rust uh the hook will and it'll rust in the eye a lot of times and then you know you can't that's a no-no i mean using a fly with rust in the eye even if you clean it out it just it's not a great it's not a great idea so keeping those flies clean uh is a is a great idea and andy was saying takes takes a water bottle and stuffs them down in there and washes them uh with clean water and then leaves them in there and then at the end of the day you'll take them out and, and put them uh put them somewhere let them dry never putting a, a used fly in with the new with the new flies is an excellent excellent tip right there uh keeping keeping those flies clean keeping them i just went through and picked through my streamer flies again uh over that we used over the past few days uh they lay on the dash of the truck to dry out and then i remember them and finally eventually i'll bring them in and, and put them on the boat and eventually i'll come in and clean them wash them down dry them out again and some of them i had to re-hackle i just decided i'm going to re these instead of tossing them because once uh once that hackle especially on like a, a something with hackle once that hackle is gone it doesn't fish as well it's not as productive uh I've tried it with with people um uh, in the in the boat and it just is not as productive. A fly that's that has hackle on it. Maybe that hackle's been bit into or more likely whenever you're taking a fish off the hook, uh, if you're using uh hemostats or something like that, you can get into that hackle and as you press down to to take to latch onto the hook before you take it out. A lot of times you'll break that hackle in two. And so i re-hackled a few flies uh yesterday afternoon or yesterday evening when i got in just that i had washed and dried uh the day before so i've been doing that so that's another little tip there uh that that'll help you keep keep flies uh and keep them in peak order peak working condition you know we 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 work on these flies we train them we do all this stuff and then you know we still need to keep up with them after uh, after they've been in use and make sure that you know there's no we we fish multiple streamers so you sometimes you'll get the 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 line tied at the bend of the hook and it'll wrap around the eye and tie itself in a knot you know sometimes you got to do that there's a lot of little things and it's all the little things i think that that make uh make us more productive on the water it's just a bunch of little things uh, taking care of the details that'll that'll make your day just a little bit more enjoyable and of course you have to be able to find the fish too but having everything in working order and everything correct and your presentation good and the fly that you're using looking good gives you confidence and you, and you can go out there and hopefully catch more fish because that's what we that's what we like to do again I've, I've said this many times before if you tell somebody tomorrow or today I'm going fishing tomorrow the next time you see them they're going to ask you what how did you do? How many did you catch? How big were they? Uh so even if it's a zero day, you know, if, if you've done everything that you can do, you'll just know that the fish either A weren't there or B, they just weren't biting. And it gives you something to do throughout the rest of the week or the or or, or until the next time you get to go fishing. So keeping your gear, uh, your hardware clean in pop working order, that is uh that is a must. That is a must. Uh, and I don't know that we do it quite as much as we, we should, but now that, uh, we're, it's right before the, the season's really starting for most folks, even up North, uh, they've got a little bit of break in the weather. And I know that you may have been out fishing, but, uh, take a little bit of time, clean all your gear up. Like I said, go back and listen to Emmy on, uh, uh keeping warm on the water. She's helped, uh, a ton on cleaning, uh, your wearable gear your soft gear she I think she called it your soft gear uh so your hardware this is to to keep that hardware clean so anyway uh said this before and I'll say it again cicada season is coming up somewhere starting in May and ending somewhere around June mid to late June if you haven't already got your guide and I'm not just talking about me I'm talking about if you've got a guide out there that you want to take you cicada fishing you need to be on the calendar because we're all pretty much booking up or booked up. but uh, do that. Take somebody fishing, teach them how to teach them how to fish, teach them the right way, teach them how to clean their gear if you get a chance. And uh, you just listen to uh, cleaning your gear on Southeastern Fly, and we'll see you next time.